Hello and welcome to the Bundaberg Now podcast, brought to you by the Bundaberg Regional Council. This podcast is all about showcasing news, events and people in our beautiful region. I'm your host, Genevieve Lyons, and today on the show, we hear about the inspiring young innovators who've entered the Mayor's Telstra Innovation Awards. We also chat with the dedicated young environmentalist Libby Bowis about the Green Book Project, and we're treated to more lovely poetry from the Botanic Gardens Poetry Competition. But first, here's a quick news recap from this week's top stories. Senior students interested in a medical career, along with their parents, are being invited to learn about the new regional medical program, which will allow students to study a full seven-year medical program in the Wide Bay and Central Queensland. The information session is being held tonight, Thursday, 25th of March, at the CQ University Bundaberg campus from 4.30 to 6pm. A crew of four from the Bundaberg SES unit have been deployed to New South Wales to assist with the North Coast region's flood emergency. They form part of a nationwide response to support current flood-affected areas. Countless hours of hard work are being put to the test with 13 Bundaberg rowers contesting the Australian Rowing Championships in Tasmania this week. The championships incorporate the Australian Open Rowing Championships, the Australian Open Schools Rowing Championships and the Kings and Queens Cup Interstate Regatta. And local legend, the Scone Queen, Dorothy Collishaw, has turned 100. She celebrated with friends at the QCWA, swapped scones for cake, and shared some words of wisdom for living a long and happy life. Happy birthday, dear Dorothy. Happy birthday to you. Well, this was a big surprise. <laughs> I had no idea this was on. Well, I started making scones when I was a schoolgirl going to domestic science. <laughs> and the first lot I made were like bullets. <laughs> and I just love scones. Every time I go for coffee, I have coffee scones. and scones. And that's the weekly news wrap. The Mayor's Telstra Innovation Awards are designed to get young minds problem-solving. The first phase of the competition has just closed and Bundaberg Now's Adele Moore spoke with Amber Luder, Council's Economic Development Support Officer, about the impressive entries from students across our region. Amber's here from Economic Development to tell us a bit more about these awards. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So what are the Mayor's Telstra Innovation Awards? So the Mayor's Tell Street Innovation Awards um, is basically a program where we, whereby a council have partnered with Telstra um, to deliver the awards exclusive, exclusively to high schools within the Bundaberg Regional Council local government area. So the awards are open to all secondary schools um, within Bundaberg and help students in the Bundaberg region unlock their problem-solving potential and take their big technology ideas to the next level. Great. So we're aimed at high school students and the awards have now closed for the year, haven't they? Yes, absolutely. So um, phase one has closed um, and we're really, really excited because we've received um, 19 submissions so far, um, ranging from a whole lot of ideas that I'll tell you about very shortly. Awesome. So what is the whole aim of doing this annual awards program? So basically the main aims um, are to nurture the knowledge base that exists among young people of our region. We really want to inspire students to be innovative and collaborative, um, but you know, encouraging teamwork between students, giving them an opportunity to present the ideas and concepts to a wider community audience and really recognise the efforts and achievement of these students. 
Great. So um, we want them to get involved in STEM and technology and problem solving. Who will be the judge judges on this, like on their award submissions? Yeah, sure. So um, we do have three judges um, who will be uh, judging the awards throughout the process. So we've got Councillor Steve Cooper, um, who has, um, who's, I guess he's very well known for having um, Cooper's Hardware here in the Bundaberg region. He has a very broad knowledge base on um, all things business and um, business concepts and how they can be built over time. Um, we also have Thomas Corp, who is a um, business strategist with Alton, and he has um, judged the awards in the past as well. And he has a quite a bit of experience of business growth and development experience, um, spanning several industries as well as commercial project uh, management experience as well. Great. So who else is there? Yeah, so um, the last judge we have is um, Scott Mullerly. So he's Telstra's regional engagement manager for Southern Queensland. Um, so he's, yeah, he's worked with Telstra for about eight and a half years and worked across several different businesses within the organisation. He's really looking for teams to paint a very clear picture of what the concept and idea is and how it will specifically benefit their target customers. Great. So we talk about these problems that the students are overcoming. What kind of problems are they hoping to solve? Yeah, so the problems that they're wanting to solve this year, it's really interesting, I suppose, because they've been able to um, actually pinpoint some of the pain points that we have around um, the region. So this year we've got, um, I guess, a couple of the idea set summaries so far include um, a food waste solution, um, I guess a personal perception app, um, solutions around child safety and a waterway revitalisation solution, which is really interesting. Great. So the kids sound like they're really putting their heads together to come up with ideas that will benefit the community as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. it's um, I'm really excited for how it progresses. So as part of their submission, these students all uploaded a video and we're going to play a little snippet of each, not giving away any secrets um, of the ideas themselves, just to give our listeners a range of the problems that these kids are hoping to solve. Hi, I'm Cadence. And I'm Lindy. And, and we're, we're the, the creators, creators of Epic Waste. Mum, the bread's stale. Mum, there's no strawberries and there's no food. Are you tired of always having expired food in your pantry or fridge? Or the amount of food that your family waits? Well, our product, Epic Waste, will solve that problem. Do you really know how to care for your pet? It turns out most people in our towns and nations don't. But with this helpful new app, you can make sure you are giving your pet the best life possible. I am Reed, this is Finn, and this is Keely. We are active. One in three Australians are insecure about their body. We have designed an app that can help empower Australians, making them feel confident and love themselves for who they are. Great. So what is the next step now that phase one is done and we've got these submissions? Yeah, so um, all of the entries that have been submitted into phase one will undergo a judging process um, whereby they will be graded against a, a set of criteria, after which time um, the top 10 final teams will be announced. And those 10 teams will undergo quite an intensive um, uh, mentoring process whereby they'll learn about all different things um, regarding their idea, how to target their intended audience, um, um, even, I guess, um, how to reach their customers using social media marketing and growth hacking, but also right down to the nitty gritty of financial and legal considerations. Great. So it sounds like it's a bit of a shark tank for kids. That's probably the best way to describe it, I'd say. <laughs> Great. So um, with the mentor program, who are the mentors and what's the schedule? Yeah, sure. So we're really lucky to have so many uh, businesses and organisations in the Bundaberg region who have happily volunteered their time to be mentors um, throughout the program. So these include um, TAFE, so Central Queensland University, uh, Community Lifestyle Support, 
Sweet Potatoes Australia, Regional Business HQ, Alton, Queensland Computers, and of course the Generator here in Bundaberg. All right, so what is in store for the overall prize winner? Yeah, so it's really exciting. So the overall prize winner will actually get an opportunity to travel either state or interstate um, to meet with a whole lot of different resources and people who will be able to refine their idea sorry, and potentially even launch it as an actual um, business or entity. So that's very, very exciting. Um, obviously, it's a little bit unsure at the moment uh, due to COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, so uh, I guess last year, or I should say the 2019 iteration, uh, 2019 iteration, um, we, we actually uh, brought the, the, the winning team to Sydney and they were able to um, undergo, I guess, a range of different um, immersive experiences whereby they learned how to refine their idea from people who work within the startup community space and really learn, I guess, um, what they need to do next to be able to launch their idea from, I guess, a concept to an actual um, living and breathing business. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Bundaberg Youth have been involved in the Green Book Project for the last six months. The program is funded through the Foundation for Rural and Regional Renewal and ABC Haywire Youth Innovation Grants, and they aim to connect youth with the environment. There's been a range of events from tree planting to beeswax wrap making, with the final events being held in April. Libby Bowis has been a keen participant throughout the program, and she spoke with Bundaberg now about the journey so far. So... A little while ago, um, it was proposed to us that, like, on the White Art team, we could choose between either an, like, environmental-based or an agriculture-based um, program to implement in Bundaberg to apply for a grant for. Um, and I voted for the Green Book Project, which is the environment one, obviously. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so the majority of, majority of us voted for the Green Book project and so that's what we applied for and we got the grant and that's kind of how it started. I think I can't speak for everyone but for me personally um, I think the environment and you know climate change is quite is it's very important to me like we need the earth to be you know healthy and good for us to have good quality of life and agriculture is really interesting and important as well but it just didn't it wasn't so personal to me and of course Bundaberg is like a farming town so there's lots of stuff to do with agriculture but I thought this generation and all of them really need to be educated about the environment and I thought yeah, that seemed like the right choice. Yep, perfect. And can you talk us through um, the events you attended over the course of the Green Book Project? Mm -hmm. So the first event I went to was kind of a planning session. Um, it was it went for pretty much the whole day, and it was a bunch of us young folk, um, <laughs> and we listened to some talks by some like professionals and people who had their own organisations. Uh, and they talked about, you know, what they're doing for the planet and the environment and how important it is and some of the nature reserves in the region. And that was really cool. And then we talked about kind of what we want to do for the Green Book Project and kind of the events we want to have. Specifically, we thought about 
uh, the bus tour and we kind of considered ways of making it happen and like what we wanted to include and that kind of thing. And yeah, all in all, that was a really fun section. And then the next event I went to for the Green Book project was the wax wrap making workshop. That was really fun as well. I've used wax wraps for like a few years now, but I haven't made them before. Um, and it was quite simple, but yeah, it was really, it was, it was pretty fun. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. And I made some friends there, which was nice. So it was quite a good turnout. Yeah, wax wraps are just really cool because you can use them instead of glad wrap or as lids or anything. And it just helps save a lot of like cling wrap and plastic. And you can use them literally for years if you look after them well. And then the most recent event I've been to was the bus tour. That was probably my favorite one. Um, it was really good. It was another, you know, all day one pretty much. And we went to a bunch of the different nature reserves in Bundaberg. Um, and we had guides and they talked us through it and talked about, you know, the different plants and kind of how the terrain changed. And I found that really interesting. And it was just like beautiful landscapes. Some people learned a bit about it as well. And especially seeing like those nature reserves that they hadn't, you know, known about and just appreciating that kind of thing. And also at the wax wrap making workshop, um, you know, they told us some statistics of like the sheer amount of plastic you can save by using them is quite extraordinary. And I think that probably you know, impacted some people and were like, wow, why aren't we doing this? You know, which I think is pretty powerful. The One Million Trees project, I think is, is a really cool thing that's happening. I went to, I think it was the opening and it, you know, it went for a few hours and we got to plant some of the trees and it was, it was a really fun afternoon and like to know that we'll see them growing, you know, you can see them and they'll be there possibly, you know, decades, even centuries. Um, and, you know, providing shade and air, it's just a really nice thought. And to be able to say, hey, I planted that tree. <laughs> and it's good that we're planting so many, you know. We need that because we're chopping down so many. I live at Elliot Heads, so like pretty close to the beach. And sometimes, you know, I go down there and just pick up rubbish and litter and that kind of thing because there's quite a bit of it unfortunately and yeah so and I go to beach cleanup sometimes it's it's quite an enjoyable thing to do really because it makes you feel good and it's like it's a nice walk um I also yeah just try and make sure to bring like my own containers and um, cups and that kind of thing so that can reduce those single-use waste and then yeah just like try and make my life have the smallest impact as possible in that way. Rod Hingston is a regular visitor to the Botanic Gardens and he jumped at the chance to enter not one but two poems into the recent competition. Here he is sharing what he loves most about the gardens. Uh, the gardens. 
I have a small confession, and I swear that it is true. I would rather visit gardens than a visit to the zoo. There is nothing wrong with animals, let that be my first remark, but nothing can compare for me with walking in the park. The types of trees are endless, a brilliant splash of scenery, whether palms or ferns or pines, all dressed in shades of greenery. Grass trees, lacebarks, kapok trees, all different as can be, and bottlebrush and magnolia, and the lovely chestnut tree. The blossoms and the flowers and the frangipani blooms, the perfumes and the colours would brighten any rooms. Impatience, busy Lizzie, and daisies add their flair and the mass display of gauras will make you stop and stare. You don't have to be a botanist to enjoy a garden walk. You don't need to know the Latin names of horticultural talk. Just look around and see the plants and revel in their aura for nothing could be better when you're surrounded by the flora. <laughs> That's fantastic. The Botanical Gardens. I go often to the gardens, a favourite place for me. I enjoy the varied flora, be it hedges, shrub or tree. I love the names of various palms like foxtail, sago, cook, and the plants from all around the world, which could surely fill a book. Bamboos, crotons, bottle brush, and the regal bunya pine. And who amongst us hasn't walked beneath the quaint sandpaper vine? And Polyalthia longifolia is quite amazing to my eye. The mast tree is its common name, and it's easy to see why. The gorers in their garden beds look much like butterflies, and bromeliads throughout the park will amaze you with their size. Some trees we know we have at home, the well-known lily pilly, and two, the keener gardeners, will grow the spider lily. And for a show of colour, there are a few plants that are ritzier than the lovely bird of paradise, which we also call strelitzia. The range of plants is staggering, the amount would make you dizzy, from the straw tree fern to the kapok tree to the humble busy lizzie. I have only listed 17 plants, and for that I beg your pardon. But I have a little question to the boss who runs the garden. I love the gardens, always will, and I would like to say just how much would I have to pay to work here every day. And that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Join me again next week for more news and stories from across the region. Bye for now.